Hey guys, this is Mel. This is Shari. And this is Blackouts and Babies. Yes! Hey guys. Hey guys, we're back for another episode of Blackouts and Babies. Oh, and we are excited to be here. Yeah. Are we? (laughs) We are. No, we're excited to be here. Our brains are just mushy. Our brains are already resting on their pillows. Yes. (laughs) Um... Bitches and faves, do you have anything today? I do. What do you have? That's that? beans. <laughs> we got a little bean dog at the door. She wants in. But she's going to try and sit by you. She can sit by me if she wants. If she'll be quiet. She'll shut her mouth. She'd shut up for once. <laughs> you have to be quiet, bean. She's so loud. Um. Okay, so my favorite. I got some of the garden in. Ooh. If you remember right, right, last year, we've talked about this on past episodes, 2022 was my, I don't even know what to call it, the devil was at the door. The devil was in your garden. Yeah. And nothing. Everything went to shit. And I've, like, done pretty good. Yeah. So, this year, as I was planting, Stella, you can't. <laughs> we got a ditch. We got a ditch. I mean, bye, Stella. Come on. She's in here looking for snacks. (laughs) Just rooting around. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, so as I was planting, I was just thinking happy thoughts. And I was like, don't you fuck with... No, no. (laughs) I just thought happy thoughts. Mother Earth. (laughs) Giveth forth your fruits. From your loins. (laughs) No, but I... The dirt looks good this year. (laughs) Feeling good. Feeling good about it. But, uh... That's a good thing. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, buddy. And then another favorite is just like we've been going nonstop in the best way. We really haven't stopped. No. And that's why we're so tired. I'm really happy about how much I've been on a horse lately. Me too. I could could be more. But just the fact that we've gotten to chase cows Preach. and all that lately. But also I built like a makeshift round pen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's done wonders for me, too. Just being able to... Do something with the horses. Yeah. Yeah, what about... What's your favorite? Um, yeah, we branded this last weekend again. That was awesome. It went really good. Mm-hmm. We were done in, like, what, five hours? Yeah, it was slick. It was real slick. Yeah. Gathering and branding and done. It was it was good. Yeah. Like, what did we do? I think 50 pairs? Yeah. 50 pairs, but... Um, but then my favorite is from today and we had to go round up a couple bowls to go get trick tested. And I'm not going to explain what trick testing is. You can look it up. You Google that. I'm not going to tell you, but you have to get them tested every year to make sure that they don't have this disease so they can breed. But so we had to go round up a couple bowls today and I saddled up my old reliable and put my little rip buddy on the back. And he rode out there with us, and it was really just so good. Did he have fun? He had fun. Good. But, I mean, like, we went out to try and round up bulls, and then I went, I we left. We went out because, like, if it was just cows, I probably would have still done it. But bulls just, like, they're not, they're not mean. Yeah. We have, like, really gentle bulls, but, like, they just don't move out of the way like, they, yeah. like cows do. And, and like, if they decide they're going to go one way... They're going to go that way. Yeah. And there ain't much you can do yeah. about it. Like, you got two horses stacked six feet apart, they'll run right between you. Yeah. So, I just decided it wasn't a good idea. But it was good, and the horse, my horse duly did good, and 
like way better than I expected her to do. And it was just a good night to have him like be a part of it. Maybe you just need to have him on Dooley when you're working at all times. At all times. (laughs) And then she'll use her brain a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. But yeah, it was just a good little, we just rode out back and he was a part of it. I mean, he's three. So like there was times where he's like, I want to get off and Mm. all that shit. And you're like, shut up. He's got the attention span of a goldfish. Mm -hmm. So, but he still had a really good time. Yeah. It was just nice. Good. Just a nice little evening. What about a bitch? You got one of those? Um, you know what? What? I don't have one. I don't have one. That's insane because it's usually we have nothing nice to say. So this is how we know we're coming into summer. Yeah, we've had some sunshine. We've had some horse time. Yep. There's no snow on the ground. Happy. So happy. I And my only bitch is that I'm getting another cold sore. Oh, yeah. But you know what it is? It's like, obviously, when your immune system's shot. Yeah. But also, if I'm out in the wind and my lips get dry, but I'm done. Why? Why does it do that? Because, like, if I'm out in the wind for a long time, I'd get one, too. Why? I don't know. I honestly think it's to keep us humble. Because like if I didn't before. get cold sores, <laughs> I'd be a raging bitch. <laughs> Like I'd be mean before. to everyone. And, like, if you have cold sores as an adult, you know you were a cute-ass kid. Because mm-hmm. everyone wanted to fucking kiss you. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's our cross to bear. It's, like, mm-hmm. literally our only thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. that And then just some quick news. We've posted about it, but I want to remind everyone Ooh, that our yeah. Patreon is up. So go check out patreon.com and look for Blackouts and Babies, the podcast. Yep, we got one episode up, and it's me. It's my life story. Yep, it's a good one. It's beautiful. It really is. Even editing it made me emotional. <laughs> I'm like, that's some cute shit. <laughs> I know. I, when I listen back to it, though, I'm like, I. it sounds like I'm worried about what my ex thinks now. That's not what I meant. No. Like... I feel like you're being, like, kind to his feelings because you're... Yeah. I wasn't really... I wasn't worried about his feelings. I was worried about my feelings of feeling like a bad person. Well, yeah. But in that... <laughs> so just... It makes it sound like you care about his feelings. It makes me sound like a stand-up gal. You're a good person. <laughs> or at least you sound that way. <laughs> but, yeah, just listening back to it, I was like, that's not how I meant for that to come across. But, like, I don't care. But since but. it's our Patreon... We get to go back and do corrections yeah. as much as we want to. I'll do an entire episode correcting that. That's what we watch. should do on our regular podcast because <laughs> we're 80, this is the 86th episode. Ooh. And there's a lot of shit that I would like to correct that mm-hmm. I've said. But I regret nothing. Mm-hmm. We have to just, yeah. yeah. We're doing good. Well, we have a good one today. You ready? Yeah, story time. Let's do it. So Mel has a story for us. Yes, I have a story for you. A, a nightmare. Yes. More like we know but. this isn't a true crime podcast, but the reason why this got brought up is because it's hiking season, mm-hmm. and I feel like this story. I don't know. It's just a good example, one of how badass women can be, how sometimes shit goes south when you just don't expect it to. And we know so many people that, like, go hiking and women that go hiking alone. And that's so cool. But we want people to be safe. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to scare the piss out of you. Yeah. 
So go piss your pants. Yeah, go cry like a little baby. And then go hike in your dirty pee pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so so this is a super condensed version of this story. And where is this? This happened on Signal Mountain in Colorado. Okay. So um, in 2009, a couple named Fred and Kim bought a cabin on Signal Mountain in Colorado. And they had owned the cabin for just a couple months um, when they decided to invite Fred's brother Bill and his wife Nina to the cabin. They only really saw him on holidays, so they were, like, super excited to show off their new cabin and just, like, have a weekend away with them. So they decided that they were going to meet in Laramie, Wyoming, which is super close to this place, which was kind of like a halfway point for them. Mm-hmm. So they were decided to meet there, go to a football game, and then we're going to head straight up to the cabin from there. So because they were going to the football game, none of them brought their dogs, which this is... Uh, a big point in there it is the story so they didn't have anywhere to keep them while they were at the game so they decided to leave them home this would also be the last time that they ever went to their cabin without their dogs so kim had been telling nina about this trail that she found up there again they've only had the cabin a couple months so it's all really new to them So Kim was telling Nina how cool this trail was. It's about three miles out, and then there's, like, a lookout point over this creek. Sorry, we're from Utah. We say creek. It's a creek. Also known as a creek, which just doesn't feel right to say. I'm going to say creek. I'm going to say (laughs) creek. And they decided to go the next morning, first thing before they had breakfast. So Nina had a pretty bad knee injury, so she had brought her mountain bike, thinking it's going to be easier on my knee to ride my mountain bike than to hike. So she told Kim, just head head out. I'll leave in like 30 minutes and catch you on the trail. So Kim takes off, and she's a couple miles down the trail when she still didn't hear Nina coming, you know, was kind of like worried about her. So she turns around and starts walking back down the trail. She finds Nina, and the trail had just gotten too rocky Mm. for her to ride the bike up there. So they decide to just ditch the bike and finish walking the trail together. So Kim had a walking stick that her husband insisted that she take with her all the time. Hmm. So she gave it to Nina because she had a bum knee, and um, they just started walking up the trail. So they said that they were just being loud and laughing and just talking and having a good time. I guess it was like a pretty mild incline, just a super easy trail. Um, they got to the end of it, stood at the lookout point, and then decided to head back down for breakfast. About 50 feet from the end of the trail, they see something moving in the tree line. And Nina and Kim both explain it like it was like their eyes couldn't even focus on what it was before... It was coming at them. Mm. So it was a man in full camouflage, like his face was covered, um, pops out of the tree line and just rushes them, like just marches up to them. So like think about your reaction to that. You wouldn't, you'd be like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You you wouldn't even realize what was happening. So as he's running towards that, like rushing them, he's got a knife in his hand and... Nina puts her hands up to, like, cover her face, and he slashes her hands, mm. grabs her, wrestles her to the ground, and has a knife to her throat. 
So when he wrestled her to the ground, she she dropped the walking stick. Like she said, it was weird that it all happened so fast, but it seemed like she knew to stay calm. And so did Kim. Huh. So she said that she immediately started asking him questions. Like, what what are you doing here? What do you want? And then when she asked, why are you doing this? He said, well, because it's fun. Ew. And right there, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Okay, we're I'm not, not calm anymore. We're not okay. <laughs> so during this time, fuck. Kim kind of, she saw the walking stick on the ground and grabbed it and picked it up. So I'm sure it was like such a panicked thing, but mm-hmm. she just knew I have to have something. When she picked it up, he told her, sit down and shut up and drop the stick. So she was, like, trying to make sure that he didn't hurt Nina worse because he's got a knife to her throat. So she's trying to do what he's telling her to, but she's thinking so fast of, like, how am I going to, like, be protect, like, protect her if something happens. So she sits, she kind of, like, backs up and squats, leaning against the side of the mountain because she's like, if I sit all the way down, I'm not going to be able to hop up fast. So she's kind of just, you know taking in everything and making sure she's still um, able to protect her if, or like jump up easily. So this part gets a little yucky. So just a trigger warning, trigger warning for this whole entire episode. Nightmares tonight for me. Yeah. So at that point, Kim realizes that what he's doing is he's trying to take Nina's clothes off while he's on her. Um, and just like fondling, trying to get her backpack off. And Kim said that all she could think is, oh my God, like I'm going to sit here and watch Mm. this happen to Nina. That's when she realized there's not going to be a good time for me to do anything. I just have to do something. So she says she jumped up, grabbed the walking stick again and yelled, our husbands are on their way. They're going to be here any minute. They're meeting us here. Just let us go. So she said that she thought for sure he's just going to run off. He's going to leave us alone. And he pulled Nina to her feet. And at that point, she realized that he was going to make them leave the trail. And she knew, which I'm sure a lot of people know this, like you want to do everything you can to not let them take you to the second location. Yeah, location one, you stay. Right. He's trying to make Kim go first down the mountain to cross the creek. And she knows, I don't know these woods. Like, if I leave the trail, Mm -hmm. there's so many reasons why we're probably not going to make it back. And she said, I'm not going to let him take her. So he's telling her to go first, and Kim's like, no. She just stood there and said, no, with a stick in her hand. Yes. And kept saying, no, I'm not going with you. And he cuts Nina again Mm. um, to show, like, he's serious. Get your ass moving. And she said, like, a split second, her and Nina caught each other's eyes. And it was like they just knew it's fucking go time. So she swung back and broke that walking stick across his back. Hit him hard enough. Obviously broke the stick, but he like loosened his grip on Nina and she was able to get away from him. So he came towards Kim at that point, just swinging his knife at her and she tripped while she was kind of shuffling backwards and he was on top of her. So Nina 
grabbed a huge rock and hit him in the back of the head with it. Yes. And that at that point, it was just enough to, for him to go, like, this is too much work. And he bounced. Wow. So, at this point, oh, they shit. thought, uh, like, I would think, oh, it's over. Obviously, let's go. And they said that they could tell how pissed off he was, that they thought for sure he's going to get a gun and he's going to come kill us. And just a reminder, they're three miles into the woods. Mm -hmm. No one's going to hear them. No one, nothing. So they start running back down the trail and Nina keeps towards telling, home. towards the cabin. Okay, so they, um, Nina keeps telling Kim. She kept telling her, we have to get off the trail. But Kim kept saying, I don't know how to get back to the cabin if we leave the trail. Mm -hmm. And they said they just felt like sitting ducks the whole way running. Yeah. So they're about, they're running for about 20 minutes. And Nina pops her Achilles tendon. Oh my gosh. And that's how they said it. Popped her Achilles tendon. Blech. Yeah. But she still ran. Like they're A sprinting. pure adrenaline. Yeah. I'm sure. So they're moving their way down the mountain. They just knew that he was going to pop out onto the trail. I mean, they were just like sick, just thinking. It, it's just a matter of time. He he know, he clearly knows the woods better than we do. But he never popped out. And as soon as they got to the clearing, they could see their husbands on the back porch. And they're just screaming and holding each other. So their husbands thought that they had been attacked by an animal or something. They were. Yeah. So... They make it back to the cabin. They call 911. And the cops really did good stuff. They closed the entire... They closed all the access and closed down the mountains. Good. Just a couple hours after the attack, the cops found somebody coming out of the woods that fit the description. So the cops are talking to him. I guess he was the only one person that was like, Fuck you guys. You can't keep me here. I know my rights. They're trying to call Kim and Nina to come, like, identify this person. But because it's 2009 and they're in the woods, there's no signal. So no one could get a hold of them. Oh, shit. And because they had no proof, they had to <clears throat> let him go. So at that know. point, they, um, they're just completely living in fear because this guy's like, hasn't been caught yet, right? Because it was a sexual assault case... They didn't release Kim and Nina's names. However, the news reported where they both lived. Okay. And I guess Nina lived in a really small town, so they could have just gone and asked somebody, hey, who was it? Who's the hiker that... Yeah. <laughs> you know? Radio and not only news. that, they took the news took video of Kim's cabin, and they have a giant sign with their last name on it. Okay. So... Thank you, news outlets. Mm. So they both just, like, lived in fear. They thought he was going to show up at their house or kill their kids or, you know. So for nine days, they had no idea where this person was. Um, and after nine days, they got called in to go do a lineup, like, look at a lineup of people. And I guess they will, I didn't know this, but I guess they'll have people in a lineup. If you tell them, like, your attacker said, this oh they'll have them repeat it mm -hmm. so they had everybody dressed in camo and they had like their face covered and everything and so it was just his eyes and his hands that they could really see mm -hmm. and so i thought it was pretty amazing that they were able to do this but they were able to identify him and they both said that right when they walked in and saw his eyes they knew mm -hmm. who it was 
But um, Kim said that if there was any, any like, doubt in her mind, they had him say, because it was fun, or because Ew. it's fun, Ew. and that just sealed the deal. Like, they knew immediately. Gross. So, the guy's name is James Bronstill. So, not only are these women so freaking brave, but they identified him. That also allowed him to be charged for the assaults of six other women. Oh, my gosh. On the same mountain, I'm sure. Yeah, same area. Wow. So, 23 charges total. Wow. That included sexual assault, robbery, and menacing. So, these other women... He would take their driver's license and tell them, I have your home address. So oh, so they didn't just, even report it. No. Uh, he was sentenced to 134 years in prison. Boom. So suck it, bitch. So both Kim and Nita had to obviously go through a lot to get over this. Both of them said that when they see camo to this day, they like, mm-hmm. it's just really hard for them. But both of them are still hiking. Good. And have not let it ruin their love for the outdoors. Good. Um, but they both said that we're much more aware of our surroundings and they'll never go hiking without their dogs again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they always make sure that they have protection. Good. Awesome. So I think that's really cool. I know this is like a scary, shitty story. And a lot of people are worried about wildlife in the mountains, but we've heard about fucking weirdos around here in Utah hiding out in the mountains. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly more afraid of people than I am of mountain lions and rattlesnakes. Same, same. Like, because mountain lions and rattlesnakes, they have, they just want you to leave them alone most of the time. Yeah. And if they attack you, then it's because you're in their space. They're not going to try and do anything else. Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's just freaking scary. Yeah, it's, it's freaky that people would do that. And it's a shitty reality. And no, you don't want to think about that that's what you have to do, mm-hmm. you know. But honestly, like, as women, we have to think about that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Like... Like, literally anywhere you go. Yeah, everywhere. Like, I never put both earpods in my ears. No. And, you, like, even if I'm home. <laughs> I know. I don't you know, like, like that either. It, well, first of all, it fucking kind of makes me, like, feel weird. Because yeah. they're, like... <laughs> I'm on a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure those I'm sure those two gals felt totally safe mm-hmm. at their cabin. Yeah. In the woods. Like I generally I generally feel safe in the woods, you know? Like in a situation like that. Yeah. Like your cabin. Well that's what I think totally about too. I'm like, can safe. you imagine like at my cabin no. you would totally freeze just like they did. Because yeah. you'd be like, What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe that it was an actual person there. Mm-mm. Yeah, so obviously there's things that they could have done to protect themselves more. But Shari and I were just talking about this the other day. We, to be honest with you, like we almost always carry a gun when we go ride horses Mm -hmm. or hike. However, every once in a while, like there's a trail close to us, which is probably where the most fucking perverts hang out. But like I've gotten on my horse and went, oh shit. Like, I didn't bring my gun, but I know this trail. I'll be fine. Yeah. You don't feel safe And if you get an ick feeling, listen to it. Yeah. Which is hard, though, because, like, I'm such a paranoid person. I always have an ick feeling. Yeah. My belly's always upset. (laughs) So, so, like, there are times where I'm, like, I'm going to push through the ick because I know I'm probably being paranoid. 
But when I do that, I'm extra careful, you know, like I'm, my head's on a swivel, you know, right. when I do do that. So, yeah, I totally agree. We wanted to give you guys some tips for hiking because it shouldn't be something that you're scared of. We just wanted to share some tips with you. So yeah, how we, how we keep ourselves safe. So I, I've passed people before that are wearing headphones. Yeah. Don't wear headphones when you're in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Cause for real, that like that's fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. That's my first one. Yep, that was on my list too. Uh, first thing on my list was tell somebody where you are going and or share your location. That's on mine too. Which I'm not always good about doing that. But I do have my location shared with my husband mm-hmm. all the time. So he knows where I am. Uh, get a gun. Mm. Get a gun. Know how to use the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are not cool with guns or you're uncomfortable with guns like please don't get a gun yeah, if you're, if you're uncomfortable, uncomfortable don't <laughs> please nobody wants you to have that gun <laughs> but at the very least get like pepper spray mm-hmm. bear spray a taser something handy too that you can reach quickly yeah and don't put it in the bottom of your bag yeah. or anything put it on your hip mm-hmm. like every pair of leggings now has a little pocket yeah put that shit right there and like i'd even Fair to say, like, if you're alone without a dog or anything, like, hike with the pepper spray in your hand. Mm-hmm. Or your bear spray. Yeah. But, um, yeah, obviously that was on my list, too. And I just want to say, like, I feel, I honestly feel like pepper spray is a better idea for most people. Because in that situation where he, they were rushing, he was rushing them, mm-hmm. like, y- it's a big deal to shoot somebody. Yeah, like, you should be fully prepared of the, con- like, know the consequences. Yeah. But, like, what if, like, he was rushing them and they shot him and he was just, like, he somehow had no ill intentions to him. Like, yeah. Like, maybe, I don't know, I don't know the situation that he would be rushing them that he didn't. Like, maybe he was injured, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, what if they just shot him, you know? But more what I'm trying to get my point is, is like, in that situation, you're going to hesitate before you shoot because it's a big deal. Yeah. And you don't know for sure. If you mace, you're not going to hesitate to mace somebody because if you accidentally maced somebody, like say he was injured, oh fuck, sorry, Mm -hmm. I thought you were attacking us. You're going to be okay in a few hours. You're not going to be dead. Yeah. So that's why I feel but can like. Can you imagine though if you were like injured and someone <laughs> you're like trying to get help and they miss you, uh, and they're like. <laughs> but worse if they shot you in the face. But real fucking so. <laughs> way worse of a day. But like, so I think that's for sure more people that like for people that are are not comfortable with guns, or are not comfortable with making that split second decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like pepper spray is more. Effective because you're not going to hesitate as much. Yeah. And that'll put your person down quickly anyways. So. And I don't think there's anything... Like, carry both. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd feel better carry mace on your hip and your mace in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and an air horn and a bell around your neck. <laughs> yeah. And... No, but like, seriously, because a split second decision, yeah. you can mace and then if you need to use your gun. Yeah. A follow up. Yeah. Pop, pop. Yep. We said this before. Take a dog. Or four. Or five. Yeah, because normally when we hike together, how many dogs do we have? 
Uh, potentially five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I feel like, and, and like, from what they say, it doesn't even have to be a big, mean dog. I think just having a dog with you will, like, deter criminals. And definitely mountain lions. Mm-hmm. And the, the like, you know. Um, yeah, or a buddy. Yeah. But obviously in this situation, they had a buddy. Right. So, a buddy and a dog. I think he bit off way more than he can chew. And that's mm-hmm. kind of one of mine is, like, make yourself a pain in the ass. Yeah. Say you're passing someone on the trail. Say hi. Yeah. Look, look them, them in, in the, the eye. eye. Yeah. Yes. Ask them a question. Like, make sure that they see you as, like, a loud. Yeah. Or Comment like, on their clothing. Be like, nice jacket. Yeah. Nice blue jacket. Yeah. Nice with a, with a red emblem on nice it. Nice army boots. Yeah. <laughs> Size nine, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> make them feel uncomfortable around you. Yeah. Make them make them know that you are picking up details about them. Right. So. And and also not just people, but like mountain lions. Like if you have a dog or two with you or a buddy, you're they're less likely to stalk you mm-hmm. and try and get you. Because, like, every mountain lion story I've heard of people getting attacked, they've been alone mm-hmm. with no dog. Yeah. That's a good one, too, though, is, like, know the wildlife in your area and, like, mm-hmm. what kind of a winter did you have? Yeah. How close are they going to be to you? It's just, it's just like, read the reports. Have yeah. people seen them on the trail? Yeah, like moose. Like, there's a canyon. I like to hike in the winter, but if there's enough snow, the moose kind of get funneled down to the trail. And if you come across a moose, like, they're they're starving, and they're pissed off. And they're half blind. <laughs> yeah, and, like, they, like, you can't pass them on that narrow trail. Mm-mm. So, like, if you see an, a moose, you better hightail it the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also on my list, too, um, for rattlesnakes. Like, there's trails that I love to hike, but I will not hike in the summer. Because there's so many fucking rattlesnakes. So I hike those trails in the winter when they're hibernating, and then I go hike my canyon trails mm-hmm. um, during the summer. So also knowing your wildlife in the area. Um, you kind of said this before, but like, especially if you're alone, like sing, talk to your dogs, make noise mm-hmm. while you're moving around. Um, just because, I mean, like even around here, like these little trails up here, there's bears. Yeah, like, you don't want to sneak up on something. Yeah. Because even if it's not an aggressive animal, it could be if you scare the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. I know I am. <laughs> don't fucking scare me. Don't corner me like a rat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you got? Well, we we said it, but I just want to say again, like, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Because we know when something's not right. Like, take your time. Get out of your vehicle. Tighten your shoes up. Like, see how you feel about mm-hmm. Notice where the you're other at. vehicles that are there. Yeah. Just take note of your surroundings and the people around you. Know your physical limits. Like, if you have an injury or if you're, like, extremely out of shape. Like, don't go on a 10-mile hike. Obviously, adrenaline kicks in if you're in a situation. But, like, if you're, like, seriously injured. Mm-hmm going to hinder you know but that also like with every time we go ride on long rides on the horses or go hiking if i go on a long hike like i am thirsty as hell mm-hmm. all the time so i've started to like for real just bring in a camel back with me because yeah. i'm like i hate when we get in there and i start getting dizzy yeah. i start you know like 
Instead, just take shit with you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a pain in the ass. It doesn't weigh shit. So, mm-hmm. especially water. Yeah. And I was going to say that I have that on my list, too. I love the life straws. It's like a oh, yeah. straw you can dip in the creek and just drink through it. Mm-hmm. And it filters everything out. Um, they also have life straw water bottles. So, you can fill up the water bottle and then, like, the whole straw system is a filter. Mm-hmm. So you can pack it with you. Those are just fun. I'll put... I like them. I, I've never used one, and I've always wanted to. I've never used the water bottle yet, but I used, I've used i used the straw. You just have to, like, lay down and drink out of the creek. Which is kind of cool. It's kind of fun. <laughs> so um, like, I'll put those like in the that. show notes. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, like, if you're going on a... I mean, no matter what kind of hike you're doing, I think, it's, I think it is important to take a lighter. Yes. Because, like, if you got lost or stranded or whatever, like, fire is your friend. Mm-hmm. And if you can have a fire, you're going to be safe from wild animals. Yep. I like to keep lighter in the saddlebags. That's a good idea. And emergency whiskey for brave bravery. Yeah, that's just for, that's for your nerves. That's so I can grow a pair of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. Just to like reinforce the importance of dogs. So I was hiking with my two sister-in-laws up this very remote canyon that you don't see people in and that day I forgot to grab my gun which is unheard of mm-hmm. it is unheard of but I'm like we'll be okay we've got the two dogs and my dogs are like 30 pounds but they're mean as fucking hell they're mean they're terrifying we've been friends for how long and they still every once in a while want to beat my ass <laughs> they're a force to be reckoned yes with. Um, but so we hiked way, way, way up there and it's beautiful and I love this trail. It's my favorite. Um, but it's so isolated. And so we were headed back down and so my dogs are mean as hell, but on the trail, they're sweethearts. They want to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. They smile. They really are. They're a different dog yeah. when they're out there. Yeah. They're just at home. They're really terrifying. But like they want people to pet, like people can pet them and they're fine and they're just sweet little hearts. Um, but we came across this guy, which gave me a nick feeling mm-hmm. and it, the trail's really narrow. So we had to like, kind of get close to pass. So I make my two sister-in-laws go ahead of me mm-hmm. and I bring up the rear, but my dog started viciously barking at this guy and like try and like putting themselves in between me and him as we passed. Mm-hmm. And then like, as he was walking away like kind of followed him a little bit and then stayed behind me the whole rest of the hike down. And that gave me chills up my spine for the rest of the hike until we got in our truck and locked the door. Yeah. (laughs) Because he gave me the heebie-jeebies anyways, but then for my dogs to act like that. And I would have felt a hundred times better if I had remembered my gun. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if I brought mace or whatever. Yeah, like something. Mm-hmm. But I like I a hundred percent attribute like our safety to my dogs that day. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know everyone doesn't have dogs, but like if you don't have a dog, just yes, please get some kind, some form of protection to take with you, or find a friend that has a dog, and make them go with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that like I really do feel safer when we go with dogs, even mm-hmm. my dumb dumb Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he makes, he at least alerts me to someone. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, like, if there's a, if there's a bad man, he's going to see the dog. He doesn't know that he's not aggressive. Yeah. I like, could pretend like I'm holding him back. Just go, man. Just yeah. go. He's going to bite. shaving cream on his mouth. <laughs> yeah. He looks rabid. He's nuts. 
So, yeah, just having them with you is a deterrent because mm-hmm. they don't want to deal with Like, obviously, with this guy, he's like, ah, you guys are too much trouble. I'm out of here. Yeah, and I think, too, like, again, we've said this on so many episodes, but, like, as women, we are taught to be polite. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking need to be polite. Mm-mm. It has nothing to do with them. You need to keep yourself safe, whether it's the nicest person in the world and they just look like a scary dude. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. You need to not worry about about hurting their feelings because men should want us to be safe too. Yeah. And if anything, they should be like, I'm proud of them because they were keeping themselves safe. Yeah. If they're a good dude, that's what they're going to think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you have anything? I think that's it. But, like, honestly, yeah. Hiking is amazing. I live to hike. Mm-hmm. I fucking love hiking. So don't let any of this, like, scare you from going hiking. Just be prepared. Yeah, I think the point of telling that story was, like, that it can... Bad shit can happen. Mm-hmm. Even when you're, you know, you are you feel like you're the safest. It shouldn't stop you from doing stuff. It should make you be more prepared. Yeah. So that you're not in that situation. Yeah. So just, like, show up to your trail in, like, a Rambo costume mm-hmm. with, like, some nunchucks out creep the creep. Yeah. Make make the make the weirdo look at you and say, like, mm, I don't know. I'm going to go home now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But we love you guys. We want you to be safe and I will put um Kim and Nita's story and where to find it. They definitely tell it way better than me. Um Oh, there's a story like where they tell it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. It's Sweet. on a show called I Survived. Oh, yeah. And it's also, they have a podcast. Uh-huh. that they uh, Like an episode on that podcast that they tell the story to. Aw. It's really cool. I want to listen. Yeah. Cool. We love you guys. Love you much. Bye. Stay safe, my friends.